Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is the end of a mini arc. Have we done a four-episode arc before? Uh, no, I think five was the smallest one before, right? Or was E.T. only E.T. Four? might have only been four. Oh, okay. That one, even, even only a four-episode one, I usually do a twist. This one, no twist. It was just a straightforward story. That's all right. Not yeah. every story needs a twist. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Every episode... We have guests come on and play through an escape room that we have created, that Danny has created, that exists mostly in our minds and our hearts and our souls. And this episode, we have two new guests. Firstly, from Level 1 Geek, we have Tori. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're very excited to have you. We've done a few things together. And in fact, one of the major things we've done together involves our next guest from Knights of Vastille, Nathan. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have the two of you on the show because we just sort of wrapped up a long campaign on Level 1 Geek, which if you're Mm -hmm. interested, everybody, you can go and find on YouTube. In fact, there'll be a link in the show notes where we all got to play different gods in a modern LA setting in an odd... It was was good fun. Yeah, good time. (laughs) It was good fun. We were a motley crew of gods of various domains. <laughs> no, we were a perfect crew. Nothing motley about it. <laughs> we did that through Level 1 Geek. Tori, you're, you're from Level 1 Geek. Do you want to give a rundown for people as to what that is as an as a organization? As an entity? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I am part of the team of geeks at Level 1 Geek. We run a YouTube channel. It's also a blog. We also have a Twitch channel. Basically, we are all about tabletop RPG content. We are called Level 1 Geek because we really want to make it approachable for people and not make it feel like you have to be a massive nerd or huge geek or know everything about everything to start that hobby. Nice. Uh, And then, Nathan, uh, I introduced you as being part of Knights of Vastille. Do you want to give a rundown for people as as to what that is? Knights of Vastille... What is it exactly? I'm not sure. What it is, it's a way to support my role-paying addiction. <laughs> sure. So basically, we, we, me and a buddy got together. We make mobile apps for role-playing games, get a little money from that, and then I just spend it on role-playing books and stuff. <laughs> so, so it's fun. It's, it's way, it sounds more prestigious than it is, but we have a good time, and it allows me to meet people like you. So this is, this is awesome to do. And I remember we did a, a campaign on, on Level 1 Geek as well at one point using all of like the art assets from Knights yeah, of Bastille's yeah. NPC generator app. And it was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was, Two campaigns actually. Two Knights campaigns. of Bastille has supplied art for our, for our yeah. characters. So yeah, it's a, it's a great resource. If you play a lot of RPGs and a lot of people listening to this do, uh, go and check it out and, and yeah. get fun NPC generation and all this other great stuff. Yep. Knights of Bastille. So it's um, Magwa's magic item generator and NPC for hire on wherever you get your mobile apps. Beautiful. We've talked a lot about RPGs. We'll get to that in a second. The first question is, this is an escape room podcast. What is your escape room experience? Tori, did you want to start? I love escape rooms. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have done, I have never bothered counting. I wouldn't say hmm. I'm, I haven't done like hundreds or anything, but I've done probably a dozen or more. Um, nice. I really enjoy them. I really am curious about the ones that are like hyper immersive and have like actors in them and stuff. <laughs> mm. But I'm also 
kind of terrified yeah. of those. I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't tried it yet, and I, I'm debating if I ever will, but I do really love them. I think the last one I did, I just went with my significant other and I, because he's he's got a really good puzzle brain. He's not mm. so much into like, he doesn't really necessarily care about the story, but he <laughs> loves puzzles and sure. he's really good at them. So he and I went together and we decided to just like try a really hard room, just the two of us to see if we could do it. Because, you know, you normally go in like groups and you sure, have like sure. six people running around. So anyway, he, we were like, OK, let's see if we can do it. It was like rated as one of the toughest rooms at, you know, one of the places here. And we did it in time. It was a really cool theme. It was like 80s arcade theme. Oh, no, nice. fun. They had a couple puzzles that were actually in the arcade games. There was one puzzle where Aww. you had to literally have like there was a sequential input that you had to make the little avatar move like a certain direction and then hit a little block or whatever. And then it opened a door. It was I, really cool. I really enjoy the occasional room that we've done that have gotten video games actively involved in them. Mm. Yeah. They make me really excited. Really interesting. Uh, wonderful. And then uh, Nathan, what about you? Do you have much uh, escape room experience? Oh, man, I am on the complete opposite spectrum. I have done one escape room and I have watched Mark Roper's YouTube video oh, about his how, 10, how to strip his 10, 10 tips strip. on how to solve. Yeah. A, anyway, yeah, we went with a, it was a group. It was an event. It was a lot of fun, but it was, I didn't really know what they were. Oh, yeah. It was like, what the heck is going on? And just so there was one moment I remember like doing all these puzzles, having a good time. And then someone unlocks this thing and like a door opens and I'm like, there's another room. There's a whole another <laughs> room. It just absolutely Part blew two. my mind. Like, what is going on in here? But we made it. We survived. I think we made it down to the wire, but it was a good time. And haven't done one since, only just because they're. it's hard to get out. I, I've got four kids. It's not something you take uh, four young kids to. So mm. Now, that would be some serious delegation skills. Yeah, that would be. Four young children. Here, do this puzzle just to stay busy. All the ones you've already <laughs> done. <laughs> so anyway. So then uh, the other element of this show is it's escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role-playing style. So in reverse order this time, Nathan, <laughs> what is your tabletop role-playing experience? Well, see, that's where I have a little <laughs> more experience. I've been doing role-playing games for years. I Right now I've got like three campaigns going Nice at work. We've got lunch campaigns going at work. Oh, uh, nice. I'm, I'm all in for the role-playing. I love that quite a bit. And... Um, yeah, like I said, it's a little bit of addiction here that I've got to got to fix somehow, but I keep doing it. So Do you? Do, is that a problem? By, f by fix, I just mean it has to fit into my life well enough that other things get done. That's all. Oh, fair enough. And then Tori, what is your tabletop role-playing experience? Extensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, Nathan, I think did we meet from yes, the lunchtime Play groups? Okay. We met w at work and we ended up playing games together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Made me very nostalgic hearing you talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've played a great deal of tabletop RPGs. I think I played for the very first time in 2015, I want to say. My friend wore me down over months. He was like, I promise you'll love, like, you, you'll, you got to play this. He's, he wanted me to play Pathfinder first edition, which in yeah. hindsight, I don't know how I got into this hobby <laughs> starting with Pathfinder first edition. If anyone out there listening has played that game, it it's is a crunchy start. It's math finder is what it is. But mm. um, anyway, he's like, I promise you'll like it. I promise. I promise you like, you know, all of this other 
fantasy kind of like quote unquote nerdy stuff, you'll like this. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I finally played and yeah, I just, my mind was blown. <laughs> well, wonderful. I think in that case, we're probably ready to get started. I think started. so. We're going to finish off this story. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's go. For ages, you've been huddled in the back of this small truck as it's made its way from the school to the dance venue. When it stops, you'll have to pick exactly the right moment to jump out without the canteen staff who drove noticing you. And it takes ages for the right moment to arrive. Too much time. The bowl of punch you're supposed to be stealing, the punch that's been spiked with this energy-sapping chemical concocted by the head science teacher, Mr. Menifee, it's long gone. They've taken it inside. It's probably already being drunk by the students. Um, so that's it. You failed. So it's been good having you here. <laughs> wow, and that was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. Good. Congratulations. So at eight o'clock, we just walk in and boop, walk out young and invigorated. Oh, it's one of the canteen ladies talking to the other as they unpack things. Even though you have to crouch in a little ball in a corner to stay hidden from them, you have your ears perked up. Well, it isn't quite that quick, I hear, sadly. Paul told me it was quite slow and boring, and that the song grew intolerable. Song? Uh, yes, apparently some very specific sound waves have to be involved for it to work. And that's why Devon organised it for the dance, you see. So we could all be in range while the music plays. What's the song? <laughs> Oh, are you serious? We've been setting things up here all afternoon and you don't know. Well, I'm sorry, Ethel, I don't know. Well, I'm sorry, Gertrude, be more observant. <laughs> okay, so this is interesting. Even if the kids have already drunk the poison punch, the energy sapping won't happen unless some mystery music plays. And the process takes a while. And there are some clues to what song it is around here. Well, that sounds like you do still have time to make things right. So, as soon as you're alone, you hop out of the truck. The dance is taking place at a semi-fancy, freestanding event hall with large double doors at its entrance. There's a long, rolling red carpet leading up to it, so long that it actually curves around the corner. And at the furthest point from the door on that carpet... There's a photo area where the kids use a big countdown-operated camera to take nice photos of themselves. You believe, way off in the distance as you look at the building, there's a sheet of paper stuck to one of the walls. Uh, a schedule, a timetable, something like that. And most importantly, flanking either side of the double doors are two big, burly bouncers. Uh-oh. You are... Not dressed like a student attending a school dance. Before your escapade in the canteen, you swapped back into your work clothes, which are mature but not fancy. And school events like these typically have a quite strict no-outside-adults policy. So you'll have to think of some way to get in. And yeah, for it. some strange reason. Yeah, I know, right? Gosh, what buzzkills. Uh, <laughs> I think you're free to go. Oh, boy. It's like okay. my, my nightmare going back to high school dance, but <laughs> really, I had so much fun at my high school dances. <laughs> okay, what are you thinking, Tori? Go ahead. Would it be possible to look at this paper, this timetable, without catching notice of the guards of the bouncers? 
you stroll inconspicuously up to the wall, and luckily it is far enough away from the bouncers that they're not going to bother you. You take a good look at it, and yeah, it is a schedule. It looks like a list of teachers and when and where they're on chaperone duty for the evening. And we've got a picture of that for you. Yes. Uh, so for people at home, there is a, an image in the show notes below you can have a look at. But Nathan, would you like to describe or read out this, this schedule that you're seeing? I will read out this schedule. So across the top, we have a, a, a row that says teacher, names them. So we have Emma Roseworth, Toby Anderson, Rosalyn Skegg, Zion Bowman, and Matt Ager. And below that is another row that says shift in that same order, early, late, early, late, late. And then we have their zone, dance floor plus the food station, the dance floor, then the drink station, food station, drink station. And that's their signatures, except Zion Bowman has not signed his name. Everyone else has maybe checked in or signed in, it looks like. There's one missing there. So, well, they're not on till the late shift. So, not, oh, maybe they go. can afford it. Maybe, maybe they've been drinking the punch too. And they, the other punch bowl. Ooh. I don't <laughs> know. We'll, we'll find out. So, this is, this is nice, Tori. I, I don't know if this helps us a whole lot move, move forward. <laughs> this but... is nice. <laughs> you know, I noticed, I don't know if the science teacher is going to be here or not, but I do notice that. Mr. Menifee is not on this schedule. That's true. But it's entirely possible that other staff could show up just for fun, but without being on duty for the night. Just for the age, age sucking fun. Exactly. Part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, Nathan, what should we look at next? I, I want to go to the camera place again. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking disguises. Yeah, you know, let's like, get our picture taken. Yeah, high school. They have like the you put on like the costume stuff. Maybe we could. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Can we get the wait? Is this like a professional photographer? Or is this like fun photo booth station? Oh, it's much more like a fun photo booth. It's set up right at the beginning of the red carpet. It's well away from the building entrance. It's a fairly simple setup. There's a plain backdrop for you to stand in front of, a button on top of the camera to start the three-second countdown. It's got a mini printer attached, which immediately would deploy a roll of tiny Polaroid-style photos. Um, weirdly, no costume box. That seems a bit outrageous. I know. Are the kids expected to bring their own? What is this? That does seem like a huge oversight. I was really hoping to pose with the mustache on, you know, a stick. Right. Yeah, like perfect. That. Is it, is it all printable? So there's like no digital copies saved on the camera or anything like that? Uh, you inspect it a little bit closer and no, it seems like that's the only way that it comes out. On this close inspection though, you do see there is one photo sort of poking out of the printer a little bit. Like the last user hurried off before the camera finished processing. Oh. Pull that I will, out. I will take that out. Huh. It's a picture of one of the canteen ladies. They must oh. have taken a break to have a bit of fun. She's pulling a face and a silly pose, and she's got a fake moustache. She must have known to bring her own. <laughs> what is this? Um, one other thing that you notice is that you see there's a piece of paper sticking out of her chest pocket, and you have to squint to read it. It looks like a to-do list, but since you can only see the very top, you can only read one item on the list. Order drinks. All right. Order drinks. Mustached. Uh, plain background. Oh, yeah, is there anything behind the background? 
or nothing of interest. Okay, so we have the camera, well, background. Well, maybe let's take a picture. Just, I don't know. Why not? Yeah, just in you case. You never know. Yeah, just in case there's something weird with this. Absolutely. You, you press the button on the camera. You strike a pose. Then another and another. It takes uh, a dozen little shots in a row. So you oh gosh. some serious, some goofy. Uh, most oh. of them, your eyes are open, which is a good start. And then after you're done, the little printer whirs to life and it prints them off for you. All tiny little squares of pictures. A dozen? That yeah. is a serious photo booth. I would run out of ideas, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the last five would just be me staring at the camera point blank. Yeah, he figured, oh, why not renew the old passport? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, while we're at it. All right. And, and then these photos, I assume, look the same as far as like print quality, paper, yep. all that stuff. Exactly. All right. Tuck that away. That was fun. For next story, other than like talking to the bouncers. Yeah. So that leaves us with the double doors and the and the bouncers right unless i forgot to write something down in the physical mm -hmm. space unless it's acceptable to make a, a suit out of the red rug wow. thing <laughs> in these games do, like, do we have scissors look, on us <laughs> if you had the resources available to you it would absolutely be acceptable okay. um you take a look at the rug and you go i don't see this happening in, yeah, in the time frame that we have, I think our spy brain would assess that possibility and decide that it's probably going to take too long. That's true. It's the equivalent of being in a physical escape room, seeing the metal <laughs> safe on the wall and going, maybe I could melt that down into a key shape and get out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is okay. possible. I wouldn't call it impossible, but dot, dot, dot. I just need to roll a 20 and I, I could do whatever <laughs> yeah, I want. Exactly. Right? Where's yeah, the dice? That's, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think then to the bouncers. Do you just want to go talk to them? Do we want to hang on? What if do we think the bouncers are part of the school? Maybe we could tell them that we're we're Zion. We're here for our shift. Can give it a try. We'll see. We'll see what they say, I guess. Let's do that at least. Let's All talk right. to them and then throw that on them. First off, as you walk up, the bouncers, they're both a full foot taller than you. Black trousers, short sleeve shirts that put all of their muscles right out there. They would be on page one of image search if you googled bouncer. <laughs> the school doesn't mess around with security, except for letting in poison drinks. That, that they kind of oh, drop yeah, the ball. Fine. So you approach them. What, what is your plan for what would you like to say? They look at you expectantly. You, you got to lead with confidence in these situations, right, yeah. Nathan? It's like the yeah. it's like the security vest and clipboard effect. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, if you just act like you're supposed to be there, then they'll buy it. So yeah, we say, where do we sign in? I'm to to for our shift. For the for the for the food station. For the food yeah, yeah the food station shift. <laughs> I'm here for the late shift on the food station. Oh, the left one says your name and they both immediately produce clipboards from pockets you didn't realize they had i think we gotta go with zion bowman right yeah that's, that's the only person not signed in you could call me mr bowman all right and your staff id <laughs> and <laughs> we both made the same face nathan and i uh, yep yeah. um uh i left it in the car <laughs> yeah you mumble something and take a step back. You did not know. plan for that. Yeah, we didn't plan for that. Uh, yeah, it, we'll come back with our staff ID. Mm -mm. But we have the resources to make a staff ID. <laughs> Nathan just wants to make everything. What, what well, do we have? Well, no, look, we have a camera. 
So we just need a nice professional image. <gasps> oh, okay. What else goes on the ID? We need like a plastic card, right? We. Hmm. Oh, is there a is there an ID anywhere on the canteen lady in the photo? Like, is she wearing her ID anywhere? Not that you can see, but you can only see like the small upper frame, so that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean much. And, and okay. do these do these guys have IDs on them, or are they? Not that you can see. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we could just give it a try. We have photos. We have signatures. We could maybe. Did people sign their IDs? I guess people sign their driver's license. Yeah, it's have... probably just roughly plastic card, photo, signature, maybe some other little writing that no one really pays attention to. Yeah, we don't exactly have Mr. Bowman's, but none of these signatures. I'm I'm going back. Yeah, to exactly. They're them. all squinting. you can't yeah. read any of them. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna go get that sheet of paper. Can you imagine the confidence you would need to have to see someone's signature on like a credit card and be like, I don't think that says your name. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that paper. Or maybe we could fold it or something and put our put a picture on there. Yeah, or here's, just here's you my know, papers. tear it off a little bit. You give it a go, you experiment with it, you take it off the wall, you fold it around, you make sure that one of the signatures is visible, you take one of your photos and try to press it against it, it just falls off immediately because eh, it doesn't look very convincing. It looks like paper. <laughs> What? <laughs> it was a you good know, idea. <laughs> do you know how good it I am at... It was a foolproof at, plan. I know. Like You just haven't... couldn't figure out a way to make it shiny, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. I think it's time to abandon that idea, Nathan. What else can we look around at? Where the paper was posted? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it posted on? Like, is it was it just that one paper or is there other... Yeah, it was just there? that taped to the wall, pretty much. Taped to the wall. We have tape. <laughs> we have tape. <laughs> Added to inventory. Yeah, added to inventory. (laughs) Poor Mr. Bowman will never get to sign in. You've stolen the schedule. You've stolen the tape. (laughs) That's okay. He's probably evil. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what else can you you do here? You are right that it's just a little matter of looking at the last right things. Okay. I'm going back to my map here. We had the camera background wasn't there another feature to the camera area that i that, that you described or am i mistaken? just the red carpet which i don't know i guess have we can we look at the red carpet you can take a better look at the red carpet like the just looking at one little section of it didn't really give you anything but if you do a whole walk along the red carpet and you observe it i'm, I'm going sherlock holmes mode i pull out my magnifying glass and exactly the carpet so it, it stretches quite far from the doors to the camera. In fact, uh, we said at the start that it curved around. So that, that's not actually what's happening here when you find that area. It was actually just like one carpet and then a second carpet that's been overlaid to make it go around the corner. Oh, excellent. We're going to go snoop around this. I mean, again, like, well, did someone drop one of their things? Or Yeah, where does where does the carpet end? Yeah, so you go to the part where the two carpets, like one carpet overlays another and they both end there. It is a bit shabbily done and you see something white sticking out from under one of the corners. It wasn't fully covered up there. And um, you lift it up and ew, ew, there's gum. Oh, come on. But hold on. Who's who's bringing gum on the red carpet? Oh, no, it was underneath. It was probably on the footpath from before. Okay, all right. But... Just behind that gum, there is 
a card. At first you think it's a driver's license, it looks just like one, but... Well, actually, no. On closer inspection, it's just an old gift card. It's probably long since used up, but it is a plastic card. Yes. Bingo. We've got tape or gum if we want to use the gum. We've got a signature. We've got photo. We've got plastic card. Yep, uh, the tape is just big enough to maybe pull a, uh, rip off a signature and attach it to the plastic card. But uh, if you want the photo, you're going to have to use gum. It sucks, but it's just what you got. Hey, in this line of work... You got to do what you got to do. All right. Tori's hand touches the gum. My hand's <laughs> the card. We're the same person. Are you the left hand? Am I the right hand? Is that how this is working? Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, okay, you, okay. you always knew that in a back to school job that things were going to get disgusting. Yeah. But you put that together and look, you wouldn't want to hand it over to someone to do a close inspection of. But for a quick flash, it's a lot more convincing than folding up yeah. the piece of paper was. Oh, yeah. And then we could go up to the bouncers and, and be like, I knew I had it. I just I dropped it over by the carpet. You know, that's why we're, I was like, that, you know, tracing my steps. I found it. All right. Uh, that's your plan. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You head back up. You give him a bit of a obviously stare, flash your ID and say, see. And the bouncers lift their clipboards and says, yeah, Zion Bowman, they are they are on here. And the other one says, look, sorry for giving you trouble. We respect teachers completely. We're just doing our job here. But they stand aside and let you in. You can get All into right. the dance hall. So you head in and you take in the new surroundings in here. There's enough going on. There are colored lights beaming across the whole room, illuminating a dance floor covered in students. And the walls are also covered, but in heavy curtains, not students. <laughs> Standing in the doorway, to your left, that whole left side of the room has a long drinks table. And the right side of the room has a similar table, but food snacks instead. And up the far end, opposite your doorway, there is a DJ set up in a small booth. You don't see any actual teachers. They must be behind the scenes somewhere, plotting. Are all the, all the teachers kind of nefarious here in this... Hard to say. Uh, the bits and bobs that you've been hearing sound like it was a bigger plan than just one science teacher, though, that's for sure. Okay, drinks, food, DJ. Drinks, food, um, DJ, How crowded lights. is the dance floor? Is it like we are going to have trouble if we try to go through it? Or no, we... that's totally okay. fine. None of these kids, all of these kids look like they're a little bit low energy, which is going to be make it uh -oh. easier for you to get around, but is also definitely not a good sign. Yeah, boy. yeah. Well, right. we probably want to look at the drinks first, right? I mean, that seems, that's like... Uh, where, the, where the poison went. Yeah. You head for the drinks table. You keep a cautious distance as you eye the punch bowl. It's a lot like the bowl that you saw earlier this afternoon in the canteen that was holding a bunch of food. Uh, it's large, it's light blue. It's nearly empty now, which doesn't fill you with much confidence for your mission, but you've got to push on. You cast your gaze over to the other available drinks. There are some bottles of different soft drinks and a few not-quite-finished cups, presumably left behind by students. There's a helpful marker there for kids to write their names on the cups before putting them down, and you can see that they've done that. Here is a picture of some of the drinks that you see. Uh, yes, so for people at home, you can see this as well, but Tori is going to describe this, the, the, some of these drinks to you. So there are four bottles. They are Pride of Our Grapes, which is purple. Honey Fizz, which is yellow. D Sloth Re-Energize, which is pink. 
and Heartwood Cola, which is brown. And then there are four cups with uh, each of these drinks. Andy has a cup. I don't know if the amounts that they're full matters, but Andy's cup is like mm, two thirds full of Pride of Our Grapes, which is the purple drink. Katie's cup is almost empty. It has Heartwood Cola, the brown drink in it. Iggy's cup is maybe a third full with D Sloth Re-Energize, which is the pink drink. And Tom is also about a third full with Honey Fizz, which is the yellow drink. I'm I'm slightly worried about Pride of Our Grapes. It feels like it has an almost like nationalistic sentiment that could be uncovered. <laughs> Something about it. Yeah, it does. It is strange, but also D Sloth Re-Energize is kind of a weird... That's a weird direction. It's just got to a go lot of caffeine your, in it. With your brand, it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like that was their tagline. That was their slogan, and then they just went, uh, "Yeah, we don't need a name. That'll do." I could picture like a two thousand and one advertising campaign where there's like a sloth walking along the road, and it gets run over by a car, and the guy goes, "D sloth, re-energize," and he drives away. <laughs> oh, it's definitely full of Garana. Two thousands, late nineties kind of ad campaign mm. that fits that title. Yeah, that's All right. what I was thinking too. <laughs> I, it's like exactly i think we maybe don't know what to do with this yet so do you want to keep nope. looking around let's let's keep snoop that's all we see at the drinks is it kind of uh these drinks the, yeah the punch this is all and, that seems okay. of interest yep great let's saunter over to well actually the other thing we need to check out tori is the we don't want them to be starting to play this music that's gonna <gasps> oh the dj yeah that's so true I think, i'd go I'm, i think we need to go talk Look at the DJ. Let's see what's he sure. what's he spinning. Yeah, what's the set list if there is one? What's, oh. What are the requests and things? You don't see any pieces of paper going there, but this DJ sits in his compact U-shaped booth. It's got vinyl records strewn all over its surface. It's the mm. traditional kind of DJing. The decorated front of the booth says that his name is DJ Pinguini. You get a bit closer, get a read on him, see anything interesting. Does he look like he's in on this evil plan as well? It's awfully hard to say. He just looks like a DJ. He's not paying you any attention. He is focused on what he's doing. Headphones in, getting his hands all in there. Getting his hands all in there? That's, yeah, sure. DJ, <laughs> get your hands all in there. DJ Pinguini. <laughs> that said, for his, as far as his musical abilities go, he's having kind of an off night. Every now and again, the music skips or it scratches in a really unpleasant way. And you watch Pinguini and you notice his hands are kind of shaky and occasionally he stops and winces and massages them. Carpal tunnel, DJ, DJ carpal tunnel. That'll happen. Hmm. What about, um, is there any sort of request box? Not that you can say. Okay. My school dance has never had a request box. Gosh, I'm trying to remember if mine did. I don't know. Do you want, Nathan, should we try and flag down the DJ or do you want to go look at the food first? Yeah, I mean, why not? Hey, can we put in a request? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Let's see if there is a request protocol. With his headphones on, he's not listening to you. He sort of sees you there, looks up, gives you the hand, like a, I'm I'm busy, I'm working here hand. Then he flinches a little bit because his hand hurts, but then he goes back to work and uh, he's not interested in engaging with you. Hands. Oh, that's okay. a little rude. Yeah. What if there was a DJ emergency? He just snubbed a member of the staff. All yeah. right. We, I take a, we should, we should take a mental note to not hire DJ Pinguini at DJ any Pinguini, of we our a... corporate events. Okay, yeah. Off to the food then. Off to the food. Doing the, doing the rounds. 
this is this is where we're supposed to be stationed anyway. Oh, you that's had- true. <laughs> <laughs> you head for the snack table. You take in the spread. Yeah, most of the good stuff is gone. All the best biscuits, the fanciest cheeses. The only thing completely untouched is a big bowl of fruit. It's The bowl is blue. It's decorated with a scattered pattern of letters. All the letters of the alphabet, it seemed, just splotched on around it. And as for the fruit inside it, it's a general assortment of all the basics. And ooh, what's this? Taped to the front of this part of the table, there is a poster of nutritional information for all the food present. It's got allergens, it's got your nutrient content, and bizarrely, a list of ailments that each food might be good for. Like, um, okay, you see an orange in the bowl, you look at oranges. Oh, scurvy! For all those scurvy sufferers out there. Handy. We'll take one, make sure we eat an orange. That's fair. (laughs) Gotta fend off the scurvy. Scurvy, yeah. Oh, a bit gets stuck in your teeth. Now that's going to distract you for the rest of the room. Oh my gosh, that is a visceral nightmare for me. Any other ailments? Anything regarding pain relief? Oh, plenty of them. Uh, how specific do you want to get? About uh, carpal tunnel. How about carpal tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, you don't see the words carpal tunnel exactly, but when you're looking for similar things, ooh, there is one for uh, right below scurvy. There's shaking, and you take a look, and that one says bananas are good for shakes. And then you look around a bit more and, ooh, muscle cramps. Maybe that's something. Oh, well, that's bananas as well. That was easy. Excellent. Now, how do we get the DJ to listen to us eat a banana? Well, he didn't He didn't want to engage you in conversation. But... Ooh, oh, but if we wave a banana at him, that might be something. <laughs> yeah, Nathan. Hello. I mean, to be fair. Would you? How would you react differently if a, stu- like a person comes up to you and just tries to talk to you versus if they come up to you waving a piece of fruit in your face? I think your reaction would be different. It would be different. I'm not sure how. Different. In what ways it would be different, though. Um, no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a banana over to the DJ now. All right, banana. Hey, off to this banana. So you grab a banana. There are plenty of them. You approach DJ Pinguini. And still deeply absorbed in his craft, but you do what you gotta do. You wave the banana. He doesn't notice, so you bring it in a little closer, a little closer, until it's basically touching his nose, and that's when he notices. And he sees it, he processes it, and then he takes off his headphones and goes, Oh my, how did you know? I have been craving one of these all- You know what? Thank you. And he does a few quick things. He puts the headphones down. He sets up some record so that it's just playing without any of his fancy skips or anything. And then he goes off into a quiet corner for a snack break, which gives you an opportunity to check out some Snoop of the more, around. Uh, yeah. un- unseen areas of his booth. So again, most of the surfaces are just stacks of records. You can't make heads or tails if any of them are important. You don't know what his system is. But there is one little like side bench that he's got that's a bit more sparse than the others. And we'll see an image of that. Yes, for people at home, you can see this image that Nathan will describe to you. We have three records uh, on this sparse table. First record is titled Funky Town. The second is Single Ladies. The last is Stacy's Mom. Man, yeah. Wow. Three bangers. Am I right? What good yeah. songs. <laughs> this is why there's no request list. You don't need him. Pinguini's got this. 
Every, everyone, yeah, he knows clearly. exactly what everybody is like, wanting. Excuse me, can I request, let me guess, Funky Town already ready? <laughs> <laughs> I actually think Stacy's mom is the is the wilder request to make it a school <laughs> dance. It's like not that danceable. It's kind of a weird song. Yeah. And, uh, and it's old. Am I the only one? I know that uh, it's become a thing for kids to do nowadays to be back into vinyl, but getting single ladies on vinyl. Mm. We actually pocket that one and just. We're gonna <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What about the actual playing system? The, the record player, I guess. You are not an expert in DJ booths. Let's say you have exactly as much knowledge as I do about them, which means. It looks complicated and you're afraid to touch things. Let's assume that one of these three is the song, right? It's got to be. Probably. That's why they would be set aside. They'd be set aside, ready, or it's like a mix of the songs. I don't I don't know. Do they have any um, markings or notations on their cases or anything on, on the front or back? Uh, everything about them is in the image. So Okay. Image. Oh, hey, hang on. I just noticed that they have different number they're they're how do i say this <laughs> there are different numbers of concentric circles oh, on them. Yeah, nice lines. catch tori yes there are different the records are not all made equal i don't know why that matters yet but that is a thing about Whoa. them yeah okay so funky town is like the fewest lines one two three four we got four one two three four five six on single ladies and stacy's mom is five five Great, great catch. Another clue in the pocket. <laughs> Maybe they have to go in order, do you think? Like four, five, six. All right. We'll come back to this, I think. Yeah? Yeah, that's fair. Let's, Let's come back. A couple of things to look at. Yep. The kids. <laughs> the kids. <laughs> yeah, we got to look at the kids. You don't spend too long looking at the kids, but there are lots of kids tromping over the dance floor. Nothing catches your eye about them as unusual. They go over, they have some drinks, they drink some of the punch. No. Uh, they head over to the food, they come back to the middle to dance. None of these students seems like they're particularly worth noting. It just seems like they are here wow. because it would be weird for a yeah. school dance to not have a lot of kids at it. Okay. What kids are worth noting these days anyway? <laughs> I was going to say that's like a really harsh judgment call from our inner monologue. It's like none of these kids are worth noticing there's no, no a bunch of nobodies children. yeah okay what about the curtains along the wall so when these curtains are unfurled they're a rich maroon color stretches broadly across a section of the wall with a gold tassel loosely hanging across the middle like a belt uh, not all of them are unfurled though which is interesting in fact more than half of them have these gold belts like tight around the middle making them all squished up the left and right walls have three curtains each. The top wall behind the DJ has two, and the lower wall has two as well, but they're separated by the doors in the center. And you, you take the marker from uh, the drinks table and you make yourself a little rough sketch. Huh. We've got a very rough sketch of these curtains. Yes, yeah, so again, this is available for people uh, in the show notes. Uh, Tori, I'd ask you to, to describe it, but Danny's pretty much done a good job, but you can sort <laughs> of see... Anything else noteworthy? Is there anything else noteworthy um, in this sketch? Well, I guess just which ones are crumpled and which ones aren't. So on either side of the double door, those curtains are tied up, um, curled? 
I guess that's the opposite yeah, of unfurled. On the left wall, the closest two curtains um, are unfurled, and the last curtain is furled. And then on the back wall with the DJ, there's one unfurled and one furled. And then on the right wall, the one curtain in the middle is unfurled, and then the two on either side of it are furled. I have furled. never used furled so cinched. many times in my life. Cinched? 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 cinched. Is that closed? it? Cinched. That's not yeah. one I've heard. I prefer I've furled. already, you know, yeah, Bill, you really should have come in with that suggestion at the beginning of that description instead of at the end. We're locked on to furled. It's, what, yeah, about, it's... what about furled and uncinched? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. Okay. It does look like some kind of pattern. I would say. Cinched, secured with a belt. How about I, that? I know what I'm talking about here. Open curtains, closed curtains. Okay. Um, Can we investigate? I want to go investigate a specific curtain. I don't know which specific curtain you're worried about, but as far as you can tell, you've gathered all of the important information about the curtains. Great. Then I'm not going to go investigate a specific curtain. Uh, <laughs> one, one other just last question just about the room. Just so there, you did mention lights in here. Is there anything notable about mm -hmm. the lights? There are multicolored lights flashing and beaming from ceiling to floor. They're casting all sorts of shapes on the people and objects in their path. Mm. You think there are five or six different colors, but they're going very fast. It's hard to keep track. Okay. And there doesn't seem to be a sequence that you can identify. They just seem to be swapping colors randomly. It looks fun. Exactly. Right That's all fun. they're going for. Making making me want to dance right now, but I've got a job to do. Okay. Tori, what do, what do we do next? Good question. Got the drinks. We haven't done anything with yet. Nope. And the curtains and the records. I was thinking like, well, maybe we get the curtains to match, but I don't know what that... I don't know why... This is not a Zelda game. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what that, that there wouldn't be like a do -do 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 -do, and a secret door unlocks within yeah, the dance yeah. hall. Um, like, like, what's our objective? Our objective is to, to find the song. And I guess the question is, because we heard the, the lady outside talking. Can, can you tell me, can you remind her the conversation we overheard with her? Like, she's like said something about... One asked she was the like, other, like making the... fun of the other that she didn't know the song. Yeah, what, what song the, it was? What's the song? Are you serious? We've been setting things up here all afternoon, and you don't know. So there's maybe something like something about the setup will give us the clue to the room. Maybe something about the drinks. Yeah, we haven't really looked at the drinks much. We kind of we will we looked at them and then moved on. Moved on. Somewhere earlier, you caught a mention of drinks. The uh, the lady, the canteen lady, mm. had to order drinks. Yeah, the to-do list. It just said order drinks. Oh, she said order. The order. The order of the drinks. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, is this how they're set up on the table? The the four bottles here? It's a bit scattered. Uh, they Like, kids can pick them up and move them at any point. Okay. Okay, hmm. okay, okay. So we've got names. Here. We've got, there's obviously, there's like alphabetical order. That's always something. <laughs> That's always N order. <laughs> yep. There's also maybe the order 
like they're how full they are. But I don't know. Iggy and Tom look pretty close, so maybe that's mm, nothing. That's tough. Yeah. Um, you also did and- note like how odd the names of these drinks were. Yes. This isn't your standard Coca-Cola. Ordered alphabetically. <laughs> D-Sloth re-energized would be our first. Then Heartwood Cola. Uh, then Honey Fizz. Then Pride of Our Grapes. <sighs> Not sure what to do with the names on the cups, though, too. That would go Andy, Katie. We haven't really talked. I mean, there's the color of the drinks, too. I don't know if that's significant. They are purple, yellow, pink, and brown. They are different colors. It is hard to order by color, though. Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv, man. You could Roy G. Biv. <laughs> if there was a Roy and a G and a Biv, you could definitely order them that a Roy and a G and a Biv. Yeah, unless you're getting some some inspiration here, Tori. I'm, well, I'm thinking like first letters or something because again the the names are weird. So like, do, so do the first letters have like something? It could be first letter. It could be one. Another thing I'm thinking like there's two row. I, every every one is broken to a new row. Like maybe there's like like you know just the top row. Pride of honey, D sloth, heartwood. Okay, so this is maybe nothing, but. Andy, like D sloth, I don't know, but they're not the same drink. Our grapes. The drinks, though, we believe because everyone's been taking them, moving them, so they're they're starting out of order. Is is an assumption we can make? And these drinks, can do we imagine that these are just random drinks that kids have put here? Because you mentioned like people are just marking them and putting their names. Like, yeah, these ones seem specifically placed. While other uh, other drinks have probably been drunk while you've been staring at these, nobody has touched these mm. four Andy Katie Tom Iggy's. Andy Kitty. Okay. So if we or like again, going back to alphabetical, do the names alphabetically. So Andy, Iggy, Katie, Tom is alphabetical by the cup names, which would be Pride of Our Grapes, D Sloth, Heartwood, and Honey Fizz. Heartwood, D-Sloth, Re-Energize, Honey Fizz, Honey, Delicious, Sweet, Fizz, Bubbly, Yes, Pride of Our Grapes. They are all <laughs> one or two syllables, all the cup names. Um, Katie sounds like two letters, KT. Um... Do I see anything here? I see some really poor handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking first letters of the words, but yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. There's something in there. See, Ooh. honey. There's one. Aha. Uh-huh. Oney. Oney. Pride of our four, four, four. Pride O four grapes. Okay, so that one's last. That's the last. Honey is first. Three, three. There's threes. Okay, so honey's one. Sloth is three. 
Pride of Our Grapes is four. Two. So, so two it must is... be two, oh two. Gosh. Oh, there it is. Hartood. Hartswood Cola. I am so... I have even heard you guys do a puzzle like this before on a previous episode. I was just like, man, I just don't know. I don't know what this could be. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good job, Nathan. Oh, boy. Honey. It's a big one right there. Okay. I am surprised that it was honey that you spotted as the one to get that. My in was pride of four grapes in the playtest. Yeah, it's just interesting because honey is the one where to make the number one, you've got to change the pronunciation the most. Mm. So I thought that was tricky. Yeah. Heartwood was hard as well. That's true. But anyway, okay. So you have found an order. Now what the hell do we do with it? We drink them in that order. (laughs) (laughs) Drink it all down. Well, now let's go to the cups. So if we order them. Yellow is one. Okay, so Tom. Brown is two. And Katie. Pink is three. Iggy and Andy. Andy. Tom, Katie, Iggy, Andy. They are varying levels of filled. Tom is kind of medium. Well, in my original description, I said about a third full. Up to the letter O. So we have O, and then we have K, and we have Iggy is G. And and fill it up to the D. Hmm. You frown at the cups. You look at the bottles again. You pick one up to double check. Okay, you feel, at this point, you are pretty sure you have interpreted this right. You have found the numbers. You have filled up the, like, you have noted how full they are up to a certain letter. The letters are meaningless, but you know what? You're going to make a note of them. You make this mental note. Okay, GD. Gotcha. As you're intently staring, you feel a shove come from your side. Um, Coming through, uh, it's a teen girl. She's wearing insanely high heels. She towers over you. Um, Other people need those, she says. And she snatches the bottle that you're holding as well as the others. And she pours what's left of them into the punch bowl. Wow, some kids are rude. This is why you didn't want to talk to them. Uh, (laughs) She makes herself a cup and then she clickety clacks away, leaving you staring sadly at the refilled punch bowl. Uh, At least she diluted what's in it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Oh, hang on, hey, what's that? So you couldn't see it when it was empty, but now that there's more liquid inside, there's a bit more contrasting color against the bowl. And there's a pattern on it. It's just a bunch of lines and dots all over the sides. But yeah, you couldn't see that before. Lines and dots lining the bowl. Yeah, just like all, all over it, sort of scattered around it. Just a bunch of lines and dots. Would now be a good time to uh, say that I don't know Morse code? Now would be the perfect time to say you don't know Morse code. <laughs> yes. No one is expected to memorize Morse code for escape rooms. But yeah, these lines and dots do look very Morse code-y. Hmm. They're sort of like grouped together in groups of dots and lines scattered randomly around this bowl. Oh, I know what this corresponds to, Nathan. I'm finally useful. The the fruit bowl had letters on it. You can't actually uh, pick up the bowls. They're quite big and heavy. So you stand sort of in the middle and you look from one to the other. And these bowls are practically identical. The colors and the shapes match perfectly. And you look at these different patterns on them, though. And now you can see the positioning of them 
directly matches each other. And with a bit of mental work, you are pretty sure that you can see the translation happening. And with that, you get a free Morse code chart. Yeah, so this is you, this will be supplied uh. for people at home as well, but you don't need to describe it. It is literally a Morse code chart. You now know what every letter is in Morse code. You have a reference point of these double bowls. You are now expected to know Morse now code. You, now yeah. you know Morse no, code. No, no, I, I, this is a podcast. You can edit stuff out. So actually, I would appreciate, Bill, if you could edit out when I said I didn't know Morse code. <laughs> oh, sure. And now you can leave it in and I'll say, oh, I don't even need this table. I actually know Morse code uh, myself. I also love the mental image. I We kind of glossed over it, Danny, but I love the mental image of of uh, our secret agent just standing in the middle of the dance floor, <laughs> looking back and Left. forth. Right. Yes. I've got this. Get out of the way, kid. <laughs> but now you know Morse code. So we know Morse code. I will also say there is one thing so far that you haven't looked at in this room. You've broken the cardinal rule of Escape This Podcast. Oh, not looking at the door. The door. We are going to go look at the door. You head back to the entrance to the room and you take a look at the doors. They're wide open. It's uh, nothing interesting about the outsides of them. So you look at the backs, the inside parts of the doors. Plain, undecorated, totally uninteresting. But... There is something affixed to the wall right next to one of the door's hinges. It's a box containing a set of six buttons and a single dial, and it's labeled All Moods Lighting. Oh, yeah. It's, let's play with the lighting, huh? These buttons have any kind of label, or are they just... They are just on-off, basically. I switched the top one off. Or uh, on, or whatever it is. They all seem to be on right now, and so the five oh. at the top, five little ones, you turn off one of them, you don't really seem to notice a difference. You play around a little bit more, and you notice that when you press the big one, the random flashing of the light stops, and it's just all of the colors are just straight down at the floor now. And with some of your flickering around... You get to work, you experiment a little bit more, see what happens. And you start to get a bit more of a clear idea of what these lights are. First of all, there are five colours. Uh, white, blue, red, yellow, purple. And each one beams a different shape on the floor. It's not just the circle of light that you would have normally expected. In fact, the shapes that they're making look an awful lot like letters. Letters, all right. And next you take a look, you mess around with this dial at the bottom, and that has three settings, and what it does is it makes the lights point in different directions in the room. You can point left, right, or straight down the centre. And that also changes what letters appear on the floor. So you do your best to keep track of all of them, and once again, you make a little table to try to remember it. So again, for people at home, you can see this image. I might describe it while uh, Tori and Nathan try and interpret it in their minds. Uh, so each of the different colours of light will have three different letters, one for the left, one for the centre, and one for the right. The white light goes I, W, or Y, depending on where you pre play, uh, when you show it. The blue light has either O, S, or O, depending on where it's pointed. Red, M, A, E. Yellow, D-A-L. Purple, it's always an F. F's in all directions is purple. Mm -hmm. F, F, F. And I think that's all the images. That might be everything. We've got this one in the bag, Tori. Yeah, so we've got some Morse code, the letters from the cups, 
And now we've got letters, the lights. We haven't done anything with the curtains yet. So, oh, you know what? These <sighs> curtains kind of look like Morse code. No, they, maybe. Oh, yes, they do. Dashes. Like the dashes. The dashes. The dashes <laughs> are the uncinched curtains. <laughs> yeah. Dots and dashes. Can oh. we, uh, let's see. Let me run the curtains through the Morse code machine real quick. I'll write it down. I yes. Keep thinking. What, what, what were you going to well, say? Well, I was just saying each wall could be a, a letter. And we want to shine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will open the Morse code. You give me the. Okay. Okay. I've already got the front wall. The wall with the doors is I. Okay. Then the the left one is dash, dash, dot. Dash, dash, dot would be a G. Okay. Uh, back wall is dash, dot. N. And the right wall is dot. Dash dot. Dot. Dash dot is R. I G N R. Okay. So I'm guessing those are the letters we have to shine on the respective walls. We need an I on the cent. Oh, wait. Hmm. Yeah, you can't sort of hit the top and the bottom with the lights. They're very oh, left, right. center, or right. Also, the you've where have you put the I? Which wall is that? The the one with the door with the doors. Oh, but the doors might count for something, Nathan. I'm just realizing. Oh, the doors are definitely separating those curtains in a different way than the other walls. Oh, so maybe uh -huh. maybe they're just dots. Which, is there such a thing as just one so, uh, e oh. two e's e e g n r. Hmm. It does. If you will want to green. rearrange green. those, it's green. green. Yeah, green. That's true. Green is a word. <laughs> It's a word. And, it's a color, too. But, he, but here's the thing. On the lights, we don't have a green. That is also true. We, we but, can mix colors. We can mix colors. Last time I checked, yellow and blue is, is, the, is the color combo. Annoyingly, when you try to turn on just the blue and yellow, they don't intermingle. They just don't quite reach the right areas to intermingle with each other. So it doesn't form green. They are definitely separated from each other. Rat. So it might just be worth taking a note of green, but not necessarily okay. knowing where to use it yet. Okay. So Interesting. We have green from the curtains. We have the cup letters. Yeah, we haven't done the cup letters yet. And we've got these lights that we want to deal with. And don't uh, forget do we... the DJ as well. Yeah, you had those three records. The DJ has yeah. three records. So we have... I just want to make sure we're holding all of our clues, right? Okay. I, I kind of want to go back. Well, let's just look at the records real quick. Yeah. Mm. Got the numbers on these. Um... That's right. Yeah, so for, for to recap, I believe, you had the numbers of concentric circles you counted? Correct. Yes. So numbers on the Funky circles. Town had four, four. Single Ladies had six. Stacy's mom had five. There were five... Light buttons. Stacy's mom has five circles. What else about this? So it's three numbers. Where can we put three numbers? Like they're just, or maybe it's just uh, again we some something something about the three. Like I don't know if that matches with it. It it also lines have. up with we have three records and we have to put three letters on the on the walls. What if we counted? What what about the like the fourth? letter of funky town or something or like okay you have a you'd get a k 
And then the sixth of single ladies. One, single two. is it E? And the fifth of Stacy's mom. One, two. Why? Key. Key. We have a key. Oh, key. Okay. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> That's okay. You are gaining words. We have a key. We have a green key. Green key. Green so, key. So we just need to go to the lights. We got to figure mm. out the lights. Yeah. Okay. Let me look back at this light letters table here. Go back to Roy G. Biv here. <laughs> Roy G. Biv. Have your opportunity. Yeah, this is it. This is my, you know, the big, my big time here. Uh, white. Ah, oh, darn it. Breaks Roy G. Biv. There's no, there's no place for white in there. Roy G. Bivwa. We've got to pick the color and the direction for our three letters. A couple couple ideas come to mind. It's like, is there okay. a word scramble on the left wall? But then it seems like all the lights would be muddled. So that doesn't seem logical. Like, so, I don't know. I'm just seeing, like, words in here. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I spent a long time being like, elf. Uh, elf, yeah. It's like, makes some, me like. Some. Uh, Saf a word? Trying to think of what, like, other pieces, like, what. Do we have that could give us any clue about like the color, like what colors we should be using or like what direction? These don't correspond. No, these don't correspond to the drink colors. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Oh, hang on. Hmm? Um, the sig the signatures. Is that, is that way too far back? <laughs> Purple, the red, blue, yellow. Yeah, but look. They 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 signed in different colors. And oh yes, and, the they, and we have stations. the different stations. So if we put the yellow on the drink station, what letter does that give us? Yellow on the on the so left drink for the drink station. Yellow is D. Okay, and then we have blue on the drink station. Wait, blue can't be on the drink station. That's also on the left. But we could still shine it there. It doesn't should give it. Oh a oh, I see I see. Okay, that's O. Oh, and then we have red on the dance floor, so center. Uh, A? And then we have purple. If that's what you call purple, that looks like a pink to me. But <laughs> <laughs> I won't cut hairs. That's uh, just your computer resolution. Yeah, yeah. we're it's using different purple. software. <laughs> okay, okay, great. It dance is on the dance floor and the food Oh, well, station. purple's always F. F, 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 F. So we have F, F, and what do we say those up? So D O A F. But that's with blue and red both on the left wall. Yeah. I'm not sure if we want. Oh, yeah. There's one for the early shift, one for the late shift. So I'm guessing so this one's... is the late shift. Yellow is the late shift. So yellow on the left wall is D. What color? We're missing white. Well, there is a blank oh, one. That's white. White. That's white. white is on. White on white. Food, <laughs> white on white. Station. Food station is on the right. So blue, blue, right? White. No, white. What am white. I talking about? White. <laughs> white is on, on the right. It's Y. But if I've written down this, written this down right, uh, we have six letters now. D-O-A-F-F-Y. Early, late, early, late, late. So there's three late shifts. That, then they correspond to the directions. So. Wait a minute. Okay. Sorry, talk me talk me through how those. Yeah, relate. okay. So there's so there's three late shifts. We need three. We only need three of these color letters. 
We've generated six possible letters, but we I only see. need three of them. So I think we should use the late shift because there's three late shifts and we need to shine these lights in three different directions for three I different see. letters. I see. Okay. And they so correspond to the different stations. So red. Toby is on the late shift. That's red on red. that's the center, center red. And then Zion Bowman signing in with a white, white. marker was to the right. He is at the food station to the right, yes. Yes, which was Y. And then Matt Agers was in the late, late, yeah, yellow left. Day. Day. That's a word. That is a word. I mean, you may as well check the early shift. Oh, there's another word there. There's F, F, and then we off, have blue off. on. Day off? Off day? We feel good that we've found we found clues. Off day, key, green, and oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other last one. Yeah, okay, GD. <laughs> that is the that is the one confusing one. Everything else that you have found seems to be words. So what is okay, GD? Oh, it's the first letter of all those things. We have O for off, K for key, oh. G for D. It's the order off, key. Green day, off key green day. Off key green day. That sounds like a horrible knockoff band. The off. DJ has to play a green day song off key for this sound wave to take effect. It sounds like that could be true. What should you do? Yes, we should go up to the DJ and say, Got any green day songs? Let's play them off key. Well, you know what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Want to try to stop. You're trying to stop them playing the music. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Can I get your uh, Green Day records and break them? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'd say you have a goal now. No point being polite. Oh, yeah. He's eating his banana still. Very slowly. He's, no, no. He's finished um, his banana. He is um, heading back. He is just getting ready to sit back down. Pulling out Green Day. What do you do? Pull it right there, buckaroo. <laughs> His headphones are back on. He doesn't respond to words. I'm just going to take his record and break it over my knee. No, what? You can apologize later. This is your job. You have to stop yeah. evil science from taking place. You give Pinguini a bit of a shoulder check and you scatter the records looking for Green Day as quickly as you can. And, yep. oh my God, thank God. They're right near the top of one of the piles. You don't even check the name of the song, but the words Green Day are right on it. You grab it and look, it stings a little bit and it makes DJ Pinguini cry out. But you snap it down the middle and then once more lengthways. Not a shred of a chance that this thing could be played. And then you sprint off into the crowd before Pinguini can stop you. That's it. You breathe a sigh of relief. It's over. You couldn't save the punch bowl, but you stopped this mystery sound wave from happening. Well, maybe you'll stick around and see the look on all of the adults' faces when they find out. Hee hee hee. Sure enough, minutes later, the ratio of adults to children in the hall has gone way up. And not only that, the music, the normal music, is being lowered. And Mr. Menifee himself struts into the centre of the room from back behind the scenes with a handheld microphone. Good evening and welcome, everyone. He's smiling. Very broadly, too broadly. What a great night this has turned out to be. So full of cheer, excitement... Energy. Ugh. He continues. Now, for many of you here tonight, perhaps more than you think, this will be your last school dance before you move on to 
higher things. He's not even being subtle. So I've organized a song just for you as a grand finale. <laughs> you fold your arms smugly as he looks at DJ Pinguini. And Pinguini holds up the shards of the Green Day record that you left behind, mouthing an apology. Mr. Menifee frowns. Well, this would have been easier with the backing music, but no matter. And he clears his throat and he starts singing. No. He starts singing Green Day badly. Another Not one note point. in tune. A stuck in the road. Oh, no, of course. A record of Green Day singing. You don't even think a DJ can make that automatically off key. The only thing that can achieve that is a terrible live performance. The best of this test. Oh, no. The energy sapping has taken place. You can see it happening slowly. The light is draining from the students' eyes. Even though a science teacher singing badly must be the funniest thing they've seen all year. You have to stop this. You have to stop it right now. Let's ta- tackle him. Take our take those shards of records and no, stab start, him or something. I start making harm. We start making harmony. You can you guitar. You follow along. Yes. <laughs> that it, it doesn't work. No, none of your sensible solutions work. No one can hear you. He's got a microphone. The energy is draining. The teachers are looking happier and more alive. Drastic action, Tori. I think you had the right idea. Yeah, let's tackle tackle him. Wham! You take him down. You take him down hard. He gasps, winded, like all of the floor hits all of his back. (laughs) The other staff recoil in fear and the students shriek. They've never seen anyone tackle a teacher. (laughs) But you know what? You've got to take control of this situation. So, um, uh, everybody outside, you try to sound authoritative. And at DJ, play something Play anything else as loud as you can. I don't want to hear anyone else singing. And somehow they listen. Now you can breathe an actual sigh of relief. Now you've done it. You give Mr. Menifee a pat down. In one pocket you find his phone, and in the other you find a nearly empty vial of clear liquid. And you realize, oh, this must be the other half of the equation. So the punch bowl was the energy sapper for the children, and this must be what the adults had to take, the energy absorber for them. Excellent, you put that in your pocket. Using Mr. Menifee's phone, you place a call to your boss, Chief Flores, because with this and everything else that you found over the course of today, you've got more than enough proof for Flores to put Devin Menifee away and put this whole 21 Jump Street-esque nightmare to bed. You just hope that no one in your department is willing to accept eternal youth as a bribe. But no, surely they've all got too much integrity for that. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, you did it! Woo! Yay! Thank you for listening to Escape This Podcast. Don't forget to tune in next week for Podcast This Escape where we debrief with our guests and discuss the escape room that we just escaped from. 